welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success for you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Derek LaCrone on the line, and he is the regional executive over at Sensi Media Group. Uh, Derek, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Adam. Happy to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at uh, Sensi Media Group and also just scaling in general. I mean, you're the scaling guy, hyper growth, um, hyper innovation. Want to get more into that. But before we do, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started really in your career and as an entrepreneur? Uh, you know, I feel like the cliche answer to that is, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I had an idea. And uh, and that that really is a story, but I feel like it kind of discourages some people that are looking at being entrepreneurs too. And, you know, I remember when I was probably about, I must have been nine or 10 years old going down to this creek that was down the road from where I was living and pulling out a bucket of clay. I was just dirt, but when it hardened, it turned into clay and, uh, and selling it to the kids around the, around the area where I lived. And then you saw this brown clay chalk and hopscotch all over. So that was probably my first first venture, but I don't think I had it really, you know, figured out that I was an entrepreneur at that point. I actually probably took somewhere around uh, 14 or 15 sort of odd jobs all throughout, uh, you know, teenage years and early 20s before I really figured out, you know, the idea of just going into business and uh, and not being an employee. Let me get this straight. You sold dirt. Well, just to put this in perspective, you hear, no, 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 I need to be really clear. Ice to an Eskimo is the same, is, is the same thing as dirt to kids. Ah, uh, you know, nobody's like, ever like, put it that Like, way. if, no, if, if we were, if we were to, like, do an LSAT or prep or any, anything in the world, Ice is to Eskimo, like, fill in the blank, dirt to kids. <laughs> you're amazing. That you're amazing. Uh, that's <laughs> so, funny. That's the first time anybody ever put it like that. <laughs> well, okay, uh, that, that, okay, got it. Well, and there's nothing cliche about that. So you saw you 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 made up a need maybe, and then you were able to position, and and that's amazing. I love I love what you were able to accomplish there. Never heard that one done. I don't know, thousand plus interviews. <laughs> that's still blown away. Love it. Um, so you've obviously um you know. Fast forward, I know you, and we're going to get more into what you're doing with hyper growth than hyper innovation, but fast forward a bit, you know, you've been through different pivots and you've been a lot of years as an entrepreneur and different and worked with a lot of business owners, so you see a lot. Um, so from your vantage point, if you were to kind of go back and give that Derek that was maybe just, you know, kind of getting started, not not quite as a kid with dirt, but, you know, obviously after college, give him some lessons or, or tell him some advice on becoming an entrepreneur, what kind of things would you tell him? Yeah, well, uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. I mean, it'd be a few things, right? So I actually went to college right out of high school, kind of barely – made it through high school. It just wasn't really for me. And then did the college thing because people around me were doing it. And it seemed like, all right, you know, I'll give that a shot, but dropped out and then went back to college, you know, five years later, kind of those things. And when I, when I think about that, you know, at the time, I, I was really trying to force 
a round peg into uh, you know, a square hole, I think is how that goes, or maybe it's not a hole, but uh, so I'd probably just kind of say, listen more to your gut and don't pay attention to, uh, you know, care less about what's going on around you. I mean, even through college, did things like, uh, you know, worked with a, a nutritional supplement startup and built an English program in Brazil. So I always eventually just kind of followed my heart and what I wanted to do and, and found a way to make it happen. So the, you know, I think too, one of the really important things uh, I probably would have told myself is find a recipe, you know, seek great advice because I had, uh, I was a little stubborn, a little more stubborn than I needed to back then. So yeah, find a recipe and just master that and build off of it. Man, I love that advice. Um, and I think that's also a uh, a great transition. So speaking of recipes, speaking of what you're doing, um, let's talk a little bit more about what's going on over at Sensi uh, Media Group and how you're helping your clients. So what kind of clients do you typically like to help and, and what kind of problems do you help them solve? Oh, well, thanks. You know, that's a, uh, that's a great question. We're working with, you know, small, medium, and, and large businesses really across North America. I mean, it, it can be the dog groomer that we're helping, uh, or it can be a national brand. Uh, because of the space that we're in, you know, we're a city lifestyle media company, um, but we have strong roots in the cannabis industry. So a lot of people see us as a bridge between an evolving market and traditional business. Uh, we put on these really great events. Once upon a time, they were called parties, but they really morphed into these community gatherings. And uh, yeah, it's just I mean, it's pretty incredible. You know, sadly, I've, I've seen a lot in the marketing and advertising world. And if you go look at, you know, marketing science, where you take some basic marketing classes, you know, there's the, the rule of seven or uh, top of mind awareness where you need frequency and consistency and enough exposure for businesses. And a lot of what happens in the world around products is people think quick revenue versus long-term relationships. And so we're really focused on helping businesses of any size uh, connect at a local level or a national level and really build brands. No, that's great. Um, and so you've worked with a lot of brands and companies. Where do you find that, you know, some of these small businesses are missing the mark before they start working with you? Uh, a lot of times people try something. And, and the word try uh, is one of my least favorite words in the world. I'm going to give a kudos to one of my, my mentors over the last few years, this great guy named Chuck Hammond. Uh, he was a mayor up in Northern California and uh, ran some successful companies and got me into coaching youth sports. And anytime I ever said anything that gave a hint of I wasn't just going to do it, he would catch me and go, hey, man, there ain't no half-stepping. You either is or you isn't. And I think a lot of business owners get scared of a financial commitment to really what's an investment in their business. And people should be thinking more long-term uh, and really make that an investment and not an expense around things that can build their brand. That's awesome. Um, any any kind of trends that you're noticing just in your in your you know view of the world and working with the types of businesses you work with? I mean, just technology things change quickly, and just curious if you have any trends you care to comment on. 
trends. Yeah, you know, I love this concept of peeking around the corner at what's coming next. And and one of the favorite things that I've heard over the last, I don't know, probably the last 10 years really since like MySpace popped its head up is that print is dead. And And what most people mean, I think, when they say that is that traditional print, you know, has uh, a tombstone on it. And that's because you can pull up any one of your devices that you might have and get what's hot in terms of the news happening right now across the the world. Um, But niche or or niche, however you'd like to pronounce it where you're at, uh, you know, print is actually really strong. So I've seen a big resurgence uh, around print over the last five, six, seven years, but it's not, um, you have to kind of go seek it out. You know, uh, if you look at magazine subscriptions and, and things like that, it's people want things that are custom tailored to them. And so this really having, for businesses, having a strong marketing mix that is multifaceted, I look at it like a marketing pie. Uh, you know, if you have a pie in front of you and you have your marketing budget, uh, you know, just really kind of dividing that up so that you can hit uh, your target audience and the consumers you want to reach in a different approach. And I found that a lot of business owners now are becoming more receptive to having a really great media mix across all different types of platforms that bring them a ton of value. I love that. And I, whenever anybody says print is dead, I'm like, well, I guess it depends when you started your business and what you're doing. I, I literally just started a um, a, a book club with, for, for the content that we put out over here because we do so many books that I'm like, well, if I cut out Amazon now with, with, with efficiencies and drop shipping, I can literally let book club members have the books for 50% off or they can go on Amazon and pay full price. So is print dead? It's probably dead for, for some people that aren't thinking about how to use efficiencies of like technology and how to, how to get your content out there but it's it's not dead i literally just started that and it's been taken off so i'm like who would have thought you know what is this that in this day and age somebody would be starting a book club hey this guy it's okay it's not dead and then you talk about it on a podcast and guess what people buy it's an amazing thing it's not dead i promise everybody listening print is not dead we print a lot of books (laughs) yeah you know first off sign me up for that book club congratulations And, and secondly what what I, I mean, that's awesome. I actually, you know, I'm definitely going to go sign up for that and check it out. That's amazing. I uh, love the work that you do. And, and then, I, you know, I live in a place in, in Southern California where uh, there's an Amazon bookstore nearby. Mm-hmm. And the first time I walked in, it was pretty neat. And I'm talking to the guy a little bit like, hey, you know, this is pretty cool. Amazon with a bookstore. And he pointed out some kind of fun, uh, I guess they call them, you know, like Easter eggs they had planted in the store. And one of them was brick and mortar. And, uh, yeah, you know, things that are tangible that you can touch, there's a ton of neuroscience around how that impacts memory uh, in a positive way and, and relationship. And it all comes back to that, you know, just having a good, a good mix. But, man, that's awesome on the book club. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you. I just, I just had to bring it up only because print is not dead. And I, for people that are out there, it's just like uh, print's not. And then just think about it. You, everybody still likes touching paper on some level. So <laughs> all good stuff there. Not saying we don't do online, but the weirdest thing is a lot of times, you know, it depends on your audience, depending on what you're doing. They want the print and they want the digital. It just depends on what mood they're in. They'll do both. 
um, many times if, if you have uh, if you have people that are you know interested in what you're doing so it's all about quality of content um, so Derek if somebody's listening to this and they want uh, more information on Sunsea Media Group or to connect with you to talk about um, growth or scaling or how you can help their business what's the best way for them to reach out uh, yeah that's a great question so I mean the, the best you could probably find me on LinkedIn seems to be where most people reach out to me uh, I'll give our, our website a great plug. It's uh, Cincy, so that's um, S-E-N, and I'm feeling a little lispy today. I actually got some uh, dental stuff going on, so I'm going to do my best here, but uh, Cincy Mag, S, that's really hard to say, uh, S-E-N-S-I-M-A-G.com, so CincyMag.com, and then my name. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, last name is Lacrone, L-A-C-R- O-N-E, and yeah, I do a lot of mentorships, um, a couple of different colleges, people looking that are graduating and want to start their own business, so I think LinkedIn has me listed as a, a professional advice giver, too, which is a lot of fun, so always excited to connect with uh, other like-minded folks. Thanks. All right. Well, hey, Derek, uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing your tips. And to the audience, as always, I really hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Derek, thanks again for coming on the show.